1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open.
2: Off the end of the back straightaway, Larson's going to send it, Larson's in the wall, Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper, Logano leads down the back straightaway, Keselowski's in line, now he turns him! Team Penske, cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame.
1: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here's your host, Mike Bagley.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you after road course race number one in the NASCAR Cup Xfinity and Truck Series at Circuit of the Americas over the weekend. And what a weekend it was. Boy, the conversation has been hot and heavy. Now all the conversation is Richmond. New aero package for the Cup cars slipping and sliding. How will it impact the racing? We'll explore that with Lori Collier-Warren, the president of Richmond Raceway, in just a moment. But there's a lot of storylines coming out of Coda. Tyler Reddick, 23-11, getting Toyota's first win of 2023. Tyler Reddick striking, and he's on a bit of a roll coming into the Toyota Owner's 400 race weekend at Richmond. You've also got some drivers that are been out of shape, aggressive driving towards the end of that Circuit of the Americas race on Sunday. We'll see how that manifests itself. Got the NASCAR Xfinity series with all that's going on there, waiting for junior motorsports to strike. There's a lot of storylines that we'll be covering all week for you here on the Motor Racing Network as we get set to go from Richmond, Virginia. Let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open hotline. We mentioned the president of Richmond Raceway. That is Lori Collier Warren. She joins us now. Lori, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. Everything all buttoned up and ready to go down there in Richmond.
3: Yes, it is. We're excited. We we cannot wait. We are we have been ready for a couple of weeks now actually. We've been waiting for this moment to come. We're we're ready.
2: So, when the fans pull onto the property, anything new what could they look forward to because oh we're God. speaking to to the new fan, we're speaking to the legacy fan as well here.
3: Correct. Yes, we we've been we've got a lot of new things. Actually, we have actually we have this really cool mural that the fans are going to need to look out for, but they probably won't miss it coming onto the property. We've got a a young lady, a local artist that helped us out. Michelle Hollander um, is going to greet fans right when they come in gate four, which is really right under uh, the Commonwealth Tower. It's going to greet fans and it's got a, a little it's paying homage to the track and also to NASCAR. Um, it, it's pretty special. I think that's going to greet fans immediately. But there's a lot of other little surprises around the track too. Some little Easter eggs that you're going to see. Some nuggets for the, both the legacy folks that have been here a lot. They're going to they're going to see some. But for the new fans as well. It it's, it looks pretty special, pretty livened up. I think.
2: One of the cool things about Richmond, you know, we're in the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, and Richmond's been around for all of it, and it's produced a lot of fun racing, exciting racing. Yep. It's produced a lot of conversation over the years. You are the fourth track president of that racetrack, and there's a lot of history there. What do you take in? Being new to the scene, your one-year anniversary is coming up this summer, but you're stepping into a role and into a facility that is steep in NASCAR tradition. What sticks out to you?
3: Gosh, you're right. Exactly. And like you said, NASCAR is celebrating 75 years, but Richmond is celebrating 77 years. And when you're building 77 years of memories here, that's what I've, I've kind of taken away. Every time I meet a new fan, um, they're sharing with me what, what this track has meant to them. They, they're sharing with me their memories. You know, when I grew up here and I'm from Richmond originally, I grew up here coming to the track with my grandfather. He lived a couple of blocks away with my, with my grandmother. He brought me down here to the track. Um, he would park cars here. Um, he couldn't always afford to come here to the, the track to watch the races. So he would park cars in order to be able to afford it. He would bring me along um, to, to supposedly help him. Uh, I was not the help that he had hoped for, I'm positive, but but it was a nice special time that I would spend with my grandfather. And so that was a fond memory that I had here coming to the track. Sometimes it was for the horse races, as you might recall, there, there were horse races here and auto races. Um, and so sometimes it was to see an auto race. I didn't understand exactly what was going on here, but I knew I had that time with my grandfather. So now when I'm meeting people you know, in the community, they're sharing with me their memories of either their grandparents, their family, sharing time with their brother or their sister. That's what we do here at NASCAR. And I think that's what's so special, whether it's meeting a driver or seeing a, a, a great race here, um, you know, with with Mr. Petty or with Tony Stewart, you know, they're, they're sharing with me the days of old. And I think that's what's so special about here.
2: Well, the cool thing about our sport is I've spoken to hundreds of race fans that have gone to the racetrack, that have made relationships with the people they're sitting next to they become lifelong friends next thing you know they're going to weddings they're going on vacations (laughs) together they're going to other races but there's an opportunity you know the track and the sport is a catalyst to building and harvesting relationships and also creating memories and i think that that's largely overlooked by a lot of people in our sport the sport itself is a catalyst for communication between individuals, and that's something that I love about our sport.
3: It truly, I, I completely agree. In fact, it's it's interesting. I, you know, when I was growing up, like many young ladies and and you know, guys, you, I, I was a babysitter. I, that's what I did to earn money. You know, as a teenager, and one of the the young kids that I babysat, his name was Mitchell Stanley, and Mitchell Stanley was a huge NASCAR fan. He originally started out as a as a petty fan. I think he's evolved into a Jeff Gordon fan um, and continues to be, no matter what. Um, But Mitchell Stanley and his family uh, grew up being campers here at Richmond Raceway. And Mitchell Stanley still, to this day, has a spot um, that has been passed down through his generational, through the generations in, in his family um, in Maine campground here. And in fact, I was just over greeting our first camper that, that came here this morning, but I fully expect to see Mitchell um, setting up in the next few hours here. And, um, you know, it's just funny. That's a very Richmond story, but it's also a very Richmond Raceway story that, um, that it's passed down from generation to generation. So, you know, that's, that's just a, a fond memory and it, it's, it's pretty special
2: now i i want to talk a little bit about you because for a lot of our listeners your name is not as recognizable as some other folks that are in charge of racetracks you're fairly new to the track president yeah. scene but you have a very unique background through auto trader through style weekly media and then ultimately making your path to richmond your path is uniquely different than some other track presidents that are responsible yeah. for racetracks connect all those dots, Auto Trader, Style Weekly, Richmond Raceway, because it's quite a compelling story.
3: It is. It is pretty unique, I know. And, and I know it had a lot of people scratching their heads at first. You know, how does somebody, you know, in media come come and start to, to run a raceway? And I understand the, the head scratching along the way because this place is important to the community. It's important to sports. So I, I would be scratching my head as well. But but what I'll say is that um, I started out, like you said, I started out an auto auto trader, um, ironically, in media. Um, So I've been in media for about 20 some odd years. Um, And, you know, when you're in media, what you do is you try to grow and connect audiences. You're you're connecting with the community. I started out in sales. Um, I quickly, um, you know, went up the ladder um, into operations and management overseeing um, larger portions of media groups, and especially in the state in the Commonwealth of Virginia. The, the company that I worked for was called Landmark Media. They were the company that uh, started the Weather Channel. So uh, they sold it eventually, but but they're a rather large company. And then I ended up moving from that company to the Tribune Company. But the reality of media is, and you know media very well, is that you're constantly trying to retain the audience that you have, but also grow new to, new audiences. So when NASCAR reached out to me about a year ago, probably this time, uh, and and I had some some connections in in the sport, they said, "Look, what you're doing right now is actually exactly what what we try to do in the sport all the time. You're running a business, which is exactly what you would have to be doing at at Richmond Raceway. Which but growing the audience is exactly what we'd have you do, and so." The more they talked to me about that opportunity, the more I got excited about it. There was a fire in my belly for it. And of course, being a fan in the past and growing up in this area and knowing that I had a lot of community contacts and how impactful this was to our region, I knew that um, I knew it was something I'd want to try and do and that I could probably do it pretty well. So uh, that's kind of the connection.
2: The cool thing is, though, about building new relationships, but also preserving the older relationships. It's quite a fine line to walk. And that's a line that this sport walks every single day. You don't want to forget about the legacy fan and you want to bring in the new fans. So you've got to kind of like put it right down the middle of the fairway to where you're appeasing both sides and not offending or leaving behind either side. That's quite a delicate balance.
3: It is. It, it, it definitely is, and and I want to be careful to you know, maintain the tradition um, and honor with deep gratitude, the people that have stayed with us and stayed true to us for such a long time. I'm one of those people, you know, the, the people that I know have um, in my family, my friends have, have been here coming back, you know, year after year and time after time. Um, you know, that's, those are the people who have, have stuck with us and you never want to, um, you know, forget that. Um, having said that, I want us to be around for a really long time. And in order to do that, we have to reach out to new audiences and engage them because this sport is so exciting. We want people to be just as excited as we are about the great things that we're doing. And, and we are doing some great things. I mean, this there, there's nothing like you know the start of the race. There is nothing like hearing those engines fire up. And I get so excited seeing it to the point where I actually ask my staff, Give me the first 10 laps. I will do anything you all need for any other minute of the day leading up to the race, all the hours of the day. But I want those first 10 minutes. Let me be in in where the fans sit. Don't bother me. I want to have those first 10 laps. That's how exciting it is for me. I want to be left alone and I want to share that with the fans. So they give me that. Last summer, they gave it to me. This time around, they're going to give it to me. And um, and I just want to, I want to bring other people and new audiences in to experience it. And that's what it's all about.
2: Recently, we have celebrated international women's history and mm-hmm. the participation of ladies, also ladies in sports. You are very unique in that you are one of very few women who have taken the reins of racetracks. Julie Geesey Jill Gregory, obviously, come to mind. You mm-hmm. are added to that list as well. We are diversifying the sport in more ways than one. Let's talk about the aspect as far as women are concerned. Do you visit with young ladies out there and – and kind of mentor them, and and do they come to you for advice about how they can get involved and maybe follow not necessarily your exact career path, but a path that leads them into motorsports management, sports management, or participating in sports at a higher level.
3: I think I've always done that in my career, and and not with. Um not with intent, but just with, with hopefully authenticity. You know, I've, I've always wanted to to have anyone be successful um, and mentor them. You know, I have two boys, I have a 16 year old son and I have a 22 year old son. Um, and so I, I wanna be purposeful in helping anyone succeed um, to the extent that they would like to. But yes, of course, I have a special place in my heart for young women who want to be successful, whether it's sports, whether it's media. Um, And last summer, I asked um, one of the young ladies who was very energetic at the Boys and Girls Club to come on stage with me and help me welcome the Richmond Raceway fans. And my plan is to have a young lady come on stage with me and welcome our fans every single time because I think that's a moment in time that um, if you can build confidence and you can do that in front of thousands upon thousands of fans. That's a moment that will be special. And it's a confidence building moment um, for a young lady. So I'd like to be able to continue to do that. And and yes, I I would like to do that for young women. But I also want to make sure that we don't leave our young men out as well.
2: Well, you know, you described something that I have actually witnessed and experienced before I became involved in this sport. It is a small gesture like what you just described that can stay with a young individual for a lifetime. It is taking a moment to have a conversation in your case, bringing a a young lady or a young man on the stage, providing them a unique opportunity, words that you speak, words mean things, actions mean things, but it's the smallest thing that that young lady who will experience that on Sunday or anybody that you get that opportunity to will probably reference that 20, 30 years from now. It's amazing. The smallest things mean the biggest things, depending on who the individual is involved.
3: Yeah. Her name, her name was Shania. And if, if I'm being honest, the, the moment was maybe more meaningful for me. She, uh, she, it was a very impactful moment for me as well. She, she, we, it was a shared moment. So it was great
2: that's awesome and we can't wait yeah. to see the young men and women the older men and women when we get to the racetrack let's talk about the race weekend itself triple event weekend Got okay. the modifieds on friday the xfinity series saturday the cup series on sunday lots of racing action there's a nice. lot of storylines built in around the weekend for <laughs> folks that want to come down what can they expect when they pull into the city limits and also what can they expect when they pull onto the racetrack property
3: I'm glad you asked. So if you're coming earlier than Friday night, we've got something in store for you. So we are going to extend the parameters of our racetrack into the city. We are starting on Thursday night uh, with three simultaneous rooftop parties called the Finish Line Parties into the city. We're gonna take the action a little bit off the track. So we're gonna bring the track to you. If you can't come to the track, we're gonna start it there and, and really kick off our, our uh, weekend nicely on Thursday night at Cork Hotel, New York Deli uh, ho- rooftop in the heart of Town, and then a place, in a place called Scott's Edition at the Hoff Garden rooftop three rooftop parties happening so we are just going to kick the the weekend off right and then we're going to on friday night of course we've got Bubba's Bubba Wallace's block party we did it in the summer it went incredibly well here in Richmond and you know Bubba only picked two cities last year to do it in and Richmond was the first one they're bringing it back here they're going to do it in three cities this year and we're going to be the ones that start it so we've got a lot going on um, and then, of course, we're, we're building up to all of our amazing races. Um, you know, it's going to be a great weekend with ending with the Toyota Owners 400 on Sunday. And there's going to be some really good racing. There's the storylines, like you said, are already just incredible. I thought last year's racing was just spectacular and i thought we couldn't top it but we're somehow managing to top it already
2: well we can't wait to get there how do folks get tickets or be a part of the fun if they are not otherwise committed to doing so
3: i'm surprised that if they're not but if they aren't richmondraceway.com there's a fan guide right there for all the gate open times um any information all the juicy nuggets are right there in in the fan guide but richmondraceway.com if you still need tickets but we'd love to have you join us it's going to be a really fun time
2: We can't wait to get there. We appreciate what you do for us here at Motor Racing Network. And we can't wait to see all the fans gathered in and all the drivers and the teams. It's going to be an awesome time in the capital of the Commonwealth. Appreciate you joining us on NASCAR Live Wide Open. We'll see you in a couple days. Thanks so much. That's Lori Collier-Warren, the president of Richmond Raceway. We can't wait to get to Richmond. We'll give you our broadcast schedule, and it is jam-packed. Before we get there, let's find out what Las Vegas is saying for the first point-paying short track race of 2023. Remember, we had the clash at the Coliseum. Martin Truex Jr. won that in L.A. back at the beginning of February, but now we're on the three-quarter mile Richmond Raceway. Producer Trey is here.
1: Trey, what's Las Vegas saying? Well, Mike, we've got some interesting odds this week for the Toyota Owners 400, but a Toyota is not the favorite to win the race, despite Joe Gibbs Racing's success in the past at Richmond Raceway. William Byron the two-time winner this season. He is the favorite at plus 450 to win. Right behind him, the most recent winner at Richmond Raceway, Kevin Harvick, who won the summer race there last year. He's at plus 550. And then Kyle Larson at plus 650 make up the favorites. But if you're asking me, I think you've got to go with one of the Toyotas, with one of the Joe Gibbs racing cars. And the pick that I really like this weekend is Christopher Bell. Bell is 7.5 to 1, plus 750 this weekend, in the cup series out of all of the tracks he's raced at still a young career but he has an average finish of sixth at richmond his best out of any track he's won there three times in the xfinity series last year he had the breakout season getting to the championship four and he's running up front consistently this season he's looked the best consistently out of the jgr car so far this year so i am a so, I'm a big fan of what Christopher Bell could do this weekend and get his first win of the year. Right behind him are two other Joe Gibbs racing cars with Jenny Hamlin at nine to one and Truex at 10 to one. If you're looking for long shots, I like the RFK cars, Roush, Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing. Brad Kozlowski is 25 to one. And then Chris Buescher, who was a big contender at Richmond last year, is 28 to one. One of those cars could surprise and get to victory lane this weekend, but I like the Toyotas. Also, watch out for prop bets this weekend. You'll be able to select which manufacturer wins the race. Toyota. Hammer Toyota at Richmond, even though Ford won there last time. It's Joe Gibbs Racing's playground. Toyota owner's 400. I like Christopher Bell to win.
2: Wow. Trey, all in on Toyota. And remember, a Toyota won this race with some nifty pit strategy last year with Denny Hamlin at the controls. William Byron just ran out of tires at the end of that race. So we'll see how all this shakes out. We mentioned a busy broadcast schedule. The Toyota Owner's 400 caps things off. Our coverage begins from Richmond on Friday. We'll cover the Wheeland Modified Tour. The Virginia is for Racing Lovers 150. Motor Racing Network Airtime, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, triple header coverage coming your way. Kicks off with NASCAR Cup Series qualifying in practice, 10 a.m. Eastern from Richmond. Then the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Toyota Care 250. That's at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Later that afternoon, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series racing at Texas Motor Speedway. The SpeedyCash.com 250 MRN has live coverage beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then on Sunday, the Toyota Owners 400 from Richmond Raceway. NASCAR Live Race Day on the air at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hope to bump into you, a lot of you, there at Richmond this weekend. Come up and say, hey, like to mingle with you all. If you can't make it at Richmond, we've got you covered soup to nuts here. On the Motor Racing Network. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for the download. We'll catch you with NASCAR Live Race Day Sunday at 2.30. NASCAR Live Tuesday night 7 Eastern. And right back here next Thursday for another download of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Until then, so long, everybody.
1: NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com.